going to be in Galatian and over in Luke and Acts today. The title of the message is Joy. It's the second fruit of the Spirit. We talked about love last week, and we're talking about joy this week. And have you noticed how many songs are in uh, Christmas songs, and it has joy, like we sung today, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And, and I believe that the world lacks joy today, and the reason why the world lacks joy today is because they lack Jesus in their hearts. They don't have Jesus in their hearts, and so therefore, they, 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 lack, they lack that joy. If you could only be with me this past week in the ministry that I've been involved in, and, and the, the, it's just been absolutely awesome just on what God has been doing in this ministry of, of the pulse, and, but not only, but in my personal ministry of, of taking people places. And, and, you know, I had an opportunity this week to, uh, to witness to a, to a fella, and I had the opportunity this week to uh, take a, a person uh, to a different uh, destination who um, had been clean for six years from, uh, from uh, heroin and, and, uh, and relapsed in September. See, church, I, I don't know if you realize this, but this is ministry. Ministry is not glamour. Glimmer, uh, man, uh, ministry is not lights, camera, action. Ministry is ugly in a lot of ways. Ministry is dirty in a, in a lot of ways. And, 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 and the thing about it is, I, I don't think we're doing it like we can do it, like we can do it. And, and, and I don't go looking for it, but it, it just sent, it, it finds you. And, and God leads you to the, to the right place and the right time. And it's amazing that I was uh, talking to a lady the other day uh, who needed direction in her, in her life, and, and I just ran into her, and it's just like God just opened up the door, and, and she said, thank you so much. See, God wants to put you in that position. He wants to put you in that place. And, and what he wants to do is he wants to, <clears throat> to give you a place to where you can share your joy, that joy in Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, 22 says this. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. The question is, what is the difference between joy and happiness? Well, happiness, researchers show that happiness is often defined as someone who experiences frequent Positive emotion, happiness, frequent positive emotion, such as joy. <clears throat> Think about this. How often do we experience frequent positive emotion, but yet we're saved and we're blood-bought and we're on our way to heaven? But do we experience that Frequent positive emotion that's called happiness. Happiness is satisfaction, glee, delight, contentment. The word joy means the feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Jesus came to this earth to bring us great pleasure and happiness because of salvation. Knowing that I'm not going to hell, I have joy today because I know that I'm not going to hell. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, and the angel said unto them, fear not, talking to the shepherds. He said, fear not. He said, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Didn't say joy, but he said great joy. What is great? Awesome joy. Which shall be for just the Baptist. For all men, for all people. It's for all. 
Great joy for all. It is time, church, that we begin to display in our lives great joy because we have something to be joyful about. I'm pretty much the same all the time. What, the way you see me is the way I am all the time. It's rare that I, that I try to get down because I, I, I just don't. I try not to and, and because I, I, I don't know why that I would get down. Is there any reason why that I should be down when you have Jesus? When you have your health, you have your children, you have, you have, you have the... But, but beyond all that, you have salvation that no matter what happens to you, your name is written in heaven. So not only is Jesus great joy to all people, but he's good news. Boy, don't we need some good news today. Don't we need good news? Somebody nod at me. Let me know you're out there because we need good news today. Shirley Schumann, who writes for the Braxton County paper, loves it when I call her. Uh, because I always have a positive story. She says, I love writing positive stories. She says, I don't like writing all the bad stuff, but I like writing the positive stories. She says, people, we need to hear some good news instead of the bad news and the sadness that people are walking around in and the dismay and, and the, the, uh, the despair that they're in. That's what the angel said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all the people. In that day, there was a need for good tidings. The history of man in that day, they were struggling with failure. They were struggling in failure in, in, the, in that time. And, and, and greed had became... Uh, a, 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 a motivation a motivation to people rather than love people were greedy my, my question to you today is what is any different is it different from today as it was back then is it different do men still struggle with failure how there's three ways by not obeying God's word. That's failure. By not obeying God's word. By allowing the flesh to rule over you. And number three, no man is free who is still ruled by his flesh. Write that down. No man is free as long as he is being ruled by his flesh. Nowhere in the word of God does it say that the flesh is to have control of you, but you are to have control, your spirit is to have control of your flesh. Amen. The effect of good tidings and great joy. Jesus was born this day to release us from our prison. Are you with me? From our prison. We don't have to be in prison. We don't have to be in bondage. We don't have to be addicted. When Jesus bowed his head at the cross, took his last breath, and he said, it is finished. It was, a, it was accomplished, church, for you and for me to live this thing. He said, it is finished. Everything that he did in the completion of the cross set the stage for you to walk in victory. Men was already guilty and condemned. 
There was greed in the, in the, in the world. But yet, Jesus was born to bring us great joy. Church, what we have to do is we have to figure out how to walk in that great joy. How do we walk in that great joy? I can tell you how. Obey God. Do God's will. Read His Word. Pray, study, seek His face. Fast and pray. I hope some of you are still doing that. Because let me tell you what God is, is going to do. We need to begin a new year. We need to begin a new year with prayer and with fasting. On, on New Year's Eve, beginning at 6 p.m., New Year's Eve, 6 p.m., I call a fast. 6 p.m., New Year's Eve. Between 9 and 10 p.m., I arrive here at the Pulse Church in Gassaway. For our church to pray. I remember standing in a meeting, Andy was with me. Richie Roach, I just met him, hadn't known him very long, and he brings all the pastors that he could into, a, into the room over there, and he says, what are we going to do to fix the drug addiction in this, in this county? And I remember standing to my feet. Do you remember that, Andy? I stood to my feet, and I had my phone with me. I had my Bible on my phone, new version. And I read by people who are called by my name. Humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. That's the key. That's the key. I mean, there's a lot of other things that goes with it, but that's the key. That's what we're going to do on New Year's Eve. You say, well, well where's the fun in that? Seeking the will of God for your life and for our churches to obey God, to fast and to pray and to be on our face before Him. Can we not do that for a little while and seek His face, humble ourselves, repent? I think the reason why, and I, and I believe this, that, that we don't see, uh, we don't see the, the manifestations of God's Spirit in the church services today is because there is no repentance. On our face before God when we mess up, when we do something wrong. But not only that, but to get on our face before a mighty God. Say, hear us from heaven, Lord. It's time for God's people to take this town and to take this community and to take this county. I, I've said to you before, over 14,000 people in Braxton County, 10,000 unchurched. Pastor Aaron told me yesterday, he said 97%, now think of this, 97% of people in Braxton County know nothing about Jesus. Now think of that. 97% people, picture this. 
You know, I've been saved since I was 11. Some of you have been on the road longer. But let's say that I go up to somebody and I say, you want to get saved? From what? They don't know. They don't know. And church, let me tell you something. It's breaking down the, the, the barriers. Number one, we have to break down the barriers because they're... Let me tell you something. There's a lot of preachers. There's a lot of preachers that, that church... and. Uh, and I'm not picking on any particular one. But there's preachers that, that aren't even trying to do God's will. There are pastors in this, in this area, in West Virginia, that, that aren't even, that have a terrible reputation. I've heard that there are preachers that will lie on their taxes in this county that will manipulate the books and will lie. And we wonder why there's not revival. Bickering and complaining amongst pastors and churches. But, but yet, I'm not worried about the ones that are going to church. I'm worried about the ones who aren't. 97% don't have a clue. 10,000 unchurched people. I want you to feel this. My job as your pastor is to feed the sheep, feed the flock. Shepherds do not produce sheep. Sheep produce sheep. So I guess what I have to do is wait on you to bring them in. Not my job. I guess I'll just wait on you all to bring them in. <laughs> let, let me know when that sinks in. But it's too far of a drive. Here? <laughs> I've been up here five times this week. You say, well, that's your problem. You can move up here. Well, if people would straighten up with what they want for property. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. We'll just wait. I can keep preaching, you know, 8, 10, 15 people. How, how many people's here today? I can, I can keep doing that. I thought, you know, I'd be farther along than a big church like this would be full by now, but, you know, every now and then. I, I, I guess I can just wait. My job is to help educate you and the, and the staff of this church, the people who work in this church, is to help educate you to bring in people to the kingdom of God. But see, here's the thing. We can't be afraid of the addicts. We can't be afraid of the people that, that uh, it's like, I don't live that way. What are people going to say if I share Jesus with them? You may be surprised. I shared Jesus with some people yesterday downstairs. Cutest little fella came in and his grandmother and just such a sweet spirit. Hey, you know, y'all want to come and be a part of 
part of our church and, and come and but you say, well, I invite people all the time and nobody ever comes up. Call them on Saturday night. Send them a text on Saturday night. Because you talk to them on Monday. Now, I was in sales for years, so understand something. If they tell you no the first time, just mean you haven't sold them yet. Share Jesus with them. Because this should not be something that you just check off your list to say I was at church on Sunday or that I raised my hand three times and I gave my offering. Because what we sense on this platform, even in our rehearsal time on Tuesday nights, and we rehearse every Tuesday night that we can, and, and, and we feel God and we just... We feel God, and, and today we felt God, and there were songs that we didn't even rehearse that we did today. And, and, and the thing about it is, it's His service. Jesus was born this day to release us from prison, from bondage. We don't have to be in it. Jesus came to earth for all people. He came to, to earth for the homosexual. He came to the earth for the addicted. He came to earth for the poor. He came to earth for the rich. He came to earth for the down and the out. He came to earth to bring us joy. Not to kick them when they're down, but to build them up and give them hope of another day. I had a conversation with a fella this week that was in a wreck. And he totaled his truck and lost his job because of it. This person is my age. I was shocked. Because the person looked a lot older than me. And when the person told me how old he was, I looked. And, and, and I thought, you could just see the... the Wear and tear of life on this person. And I, and I began to, to, to share Jesus with this person and say, you know, and believe you me, I'm not puffing me up at all. I'm, what I'm saying is this is, this is real. This is, this is my life. And, and for them to share the experience that they had with Jesus and Several times I saw this person this week. And when he walked into his hotel room, he looked at me and he says, will you pray for me? I says, I have been all week. And I said, because Jesus loves you is what I told him. And he's got something for you to do. And he hung his head. See, people need to be liberated. Because the word of God says that there is no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. And, and, and basically that's a subword of being condemned. The world does enough condemning. The church does enough condemning. But what we have to do is we have to understand something is that you and me are free because of the cross, because of the manger. We're free, set free. Have you ever seen someone that was oppressed with the devil. 
Have you ever seen somebody like that that's been oppressed? I'm not saying possessed. Now, I've seen that, but I'm talking oppressed to where you just look in their face and you think, wow. God wants you and me to be free, but we cannot be successful in our own ministries until we're free. How is it hard, it's so hard to free other people when we're not walking in total freedom? Like you say, well, I've tried, Pastor. I've done everything that I can do, and I just can't seem to get free. That, my friend, is the problem. <laughs> Pretty simple, isn't it? We stand to our feet and go home right there. I've done everything I can do. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 said this. It says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Do we think that Braxton County falls under the uttermost parts of the earth? Does Kanawha County function under the uttermost parts of the earth? Does Clay County uh, the uttermost parts of the earth? See, here's the thing. We can have a tear-down church service. We can have 150 people. We can have all that. But if we don't have a move of God, If you have 30 people that want to live right and change the world, for God sent John 3, uh, John 3 17, and I'm going to go back and get this. He says, he says, but God sent his son unto the world not to condemn the world, but the world might be saved. Jesus didn't condemn the world. Oh, if we only knew the love of God. But he says, he says that if we receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us, that we could be a witness. See, we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost and power. You say, well, preacher, you get, you get a little charismatic with me when you talk about the Holy Ghost. I didn't talk about the Holy Ghost. That's what the Word of God says. In Acts, it tells us the Holy Ghost. <coughs> well, I'm more comfortable with the words Holy Spirit. It's the same Spirit. I missed the scripture. Let me go back and get it. Acts chapter 10, 38. It says, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. And it says, for God was with him. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the third part of the Trinity. The Holy Ghost anointed him with the Holy Ghost. I don't know if you caught something with that. But he says, he says, and with the Holy Ghost, he anointed him, Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power. And with power. We do not have 
the realization of the power of God in our lives. We haven't tapped into it yet. Because I guarantee you, if we have fully tapped into it, there would not be addiction. There would not be, I mean, I'm telling you, God would free. You would, you're already free. If you really understood the power of God, there would be no fear. Do you think God, do you think Jesus fears the devil? No. Saw him fall. But Jesus said, the Holy Ghost and with power in Acts 10, 38, he says this, he says, and he goes out to do good, and he said, and he healed all that were oppressed with the devil. Do you know that that same power that Jesus has, you have? To lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Holy Ghost, people say they're blessed because they get the first parking place at Walmart. Oh, I had a blessed day today. I didn't have any problems. Some of my most blessed days are when there's problems. We want it to be a a chill pill, no problems. Let me tell you something. God is teaching you and he's teaching me things. And he's teaching us how to have joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I don't know. I've got to do this. Give me, I got to, Sandy, just stay right there. I'm going to pray for you. I just feel like I just have a leading to, to just pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a fresh anointing on Sandy. Father, Lord, a, a, a fresh anointing that she cannot contain. Father, I pray healing in her foot. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for this foot to, to, to line up to the will of God and to be healed. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every crooked path would be made straight in the name of Jesus. And I pray for favor, supernatural favor in her life right now. Supernatural favor in her life right now, Jesus I pray, Father, Lord, for a strong anointing that when she prays for the sick, they shall recover. When she speaks the word of you out of her mouth, Father, Lord, deliverance comes. I pray the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. I apply the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, that she, knowing her, loving you, Jesus, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that people will be delivered through her. You know what the Lord just spoke to me, Sandy? You have a deliverance ministry. I don't know if you know that, but you have a deliverance ministry. Does that bear witness with you? To be able to pray for the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. It's not the John Fowler show. This is the Jesus show. His name to be glory. His name to be glorified. That when Sandy lays hands on the sick, they shall recover. When Sandy lays hands on the sick, uh, and when people that, that are addicted, when people lay hands on, when she lands, lays hands on those people, they're set free. It falls off like shackles. It's almost like you can hear the chains fall. It's like I hear the chains falling in Jesus' name. I hear the chains falling off of Braxton County in the name of Jesus. I hear it fall. Stand up, Sandy, and pray right now if you would. Just pray what's on your heart right now.
Yes. Nothing. Thank you. Jesus. Jesus. Surrender. Thank you. No. the revelation Lord the revelation yes Jesus No. Jesus, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for deliverance. It's time to get on the stick, church. It's time. One man in Acts preached a message. And 3,000 people were saved. Just a few days before, he denied Jesus. Now, that's crazy to me. Because of the legalistic spirit in Braxton County, if somebody would deny Jesus, you'd be set on the shelf for years before you could be able to work again. 3,000 people saved. If I denied Jesus, I'd be in therapy. I'd be all over Facebook. But then you could turn around and you can preach. And 3,000 come into the kingdom. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. You say, well, I invite them and they don't come. Keep inviting them. You got 10,000 people. If that person won't come, go to somebody else. I know it's not easy. But allow God to make the crooked path straight. If they see it in you, they'll want it. If they see the love of God in you, it's like, what's different about that person? what's different about you you've been through so much but yet you have joy you resonate Jesus because he says joy to the world the Lord has come let earth receive her king you and I represent the king 
There's only one king. I've been in the, I've been in the presence of other kings of other nations. In Winston-Salem, I was in a, 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 a meeting. Michael Perot and I went to represent the Open Arms Foundation at this one huge church in Winston-Salem. There was a man that was set there, and he was the king. Because they were people who were represented all over the world at this mission conference. And I thought, when I go shake hands with this, this guy, what do you do? There's one king. And people say, when I go before Jesus, I'm just going to stand. How can we? You and I represent the king. And I leave you with this today. Let every heart prepare him room for the heaven and the nature of sin. Andy, there's a song that we used to sing. We haven't sung it for a long time. But it's a song that says, Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. I was listening to this yesterday. Hear us from heaven. We need for him to hear us. You get his attention. Prayer and fasting. Church, I'm not talking about fasting, Facebook and electronics. Or lima beans if you don't like lima beans. I'm talking about fasting food. You're asking me to fast on New Year's Eve? Starting at 6 p.m.? That's when the parties begin. Are you serious about your relationship with Jesus? How we will break fast is with communion. And this is something that this is not one of those typical New Year's Eve services like we were raised on where you have a bunch of gospel groups in and you sing and you eat and you sing and that kind of thing. I'm talking about a time when you can get on your face before an almighty God and bring in 2019. Does anybody want a better 2019 than 18? Does our church, do we want it to be better in 19 than it was in 18? Prayer, fasting, the key. It's where the joy is. I want you to understand the seriousness of this thing. Like Sandy said in her prayer, time is short. We're goofing. Mike Spangler, a friend of mine, used to say, he'd say the employees were goofing. He'd use that word goofing. I think, I think Christians today, they're goofing. I think it's prestige and being able to be seen and being able to have this and to be able to have that and this congregation and status quo and I attend this church because of this and that kind of stuff. I've never seen a I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You leave here. People say, "Well, you come in this earth with nothing and you leave this earth with nothing." That's not true.
because I'm leaving with rewards. I'm not leaving this world with nothing. And all I can do is lay at the, the feet of Jesus and give it back to him. Stand to your feet. Think of the seriousness. I'm talking about getting yourself to a place. And, and, and let me tell you something. We're, we're, what, three weeks out for New Year's or whatever. But, you know, you can start, I think, but you can start preparing now. You need to start preparing now. Because, you know, it's one thing. Barbara and I were talking about this the other day. It's like we, you can't take communion until you've examined yourself. And I'm talking about clean. Confession, confession before God. New Year's Eve, we'll have that time. Not before me. I'm not your, I'm not your you can't confess anything. I mean, you can, but, uh, but let me tell you, you've got to take it to Jesus. You've got to take it to Jesus. I'm talking about getting things out of your heart, getting things out of your life. I'm talking about a clean slate. God is calling us to more. <coughs> oh, God. Hear us from heaven, Lord. Hear us from heaven. We don't want a routine. We want a relationship. If no one else exists, we want a relationship, Jesus, with you. It's time to begin to repent. The altar's open.
got to spend some time last night with a policeman in, in Charleston. And, and here's what he told me. He said, drugs. He said, drugs are wiping out generations. The family heritage, the family tree, he, the drugs is wiping out humanity. This policeman told me this last night. A fella told me this week that the place of business that he works on Capitol Street, he said, uh, he said that we have, a, we have restrooms in, in that, 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 that establishment. And he said, and I noticed that the ladies' bathroom key was gone for a longer time than what it should have been. And I went and I took my key and I opened up the door of the women's bathroom. He said there was a lady, this week, church, there, there was a lady laying there on the floor with a needle in her arm and she had overdosed. With heroin. Here's from heaven, O oh God. We can't. We cannot turn our back to this. That's the problem. The church has turned its back. We can't turn our back to it. We have to face it. I told a fella, I told the same policeman what, what we were praying about in Braxton County and doing with the, the, the wing of our church over here. Uh, and to, you know, and, and there's a lot of red tape that you got to work through on this thing. So don't think that it's not something that's still that's still uh, in the forefront of my mind or or what God wants. But but he, the person, the, the policeman told me he says, and, and I told him I said I, I don't know what the success rate will be. And, and he tells me he says if it's if it's the way that I've seen it, there'll be. More failure than success. And, and, and I said, oh, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear where God does deliver and where God sets free. He says, that's too optimistic. But let me tell you something. My God is a God who frees. My God is a God who delivers. Oh, I know it's going to be tough. But let me tell you something. God's tougher. And you're tough. Because God lives inside of you and me. Prepare now. Prepare now. Prepare now. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven, O oh God. Touch this generation. What's coming up behind us? Are you all concerned at all about the generation you, you take Jake's generation and Emmett's generation same same category Alexa you, you take you, you take that generation You know, Lindsay's generation, John Christopher's generation. I mean, the stories. But God can turn it. God's going to use us to turn it. But we have to be prepared. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Protect us, Lord. Protect your people. Speak to us, Lord. Bring us to a place of sanctification. Bring us to a place of joy. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Can you say thank you, God, with me? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, we praise you, God. We praise you, oh God. We praise you, Jesus. Help us to humble ourselves before you. You dropped it into my spirit those several years ago when we first came up here, and I've never lost that that scripture. Humble ourselves. Seek His face. Repent. We have to repent. Thank you, God. You should really leave this service bothered. We should leave this place Not to a place of where we're upset. But a place of spiritual concern. Yeah. Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord. Have a blessed day.